three, two, one. We're live. We are live indeed. Hey everyone, this is the Fucking Build It podcast with me, Alexander Haydarian, and... I am Karandeep Singh. We are happy to have you here. So this is our very, 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 very first episode, so you probably want to know who the f- we are. Well, as you have heard, I'm Alexander Haydarian. I am a product designer based in Sacramento, California. Most of my experience is in startups and a little bit in the public sector, but... Right now, after being uh, laid off from my last job, I'm all in on the startup game. Yeah, and my name is Karandeep Singh. I am based in Monterey, California. Um, just as Alex has said, my, a lot of my experience also stems from the startup world, and I also have some experience in the private sector. And over the past you know, couple of years, I've really been fortunate enough to you know, network and meet some incredible entrepreneurs, hear some incredible journeys. That's really convinced me that the startup world and entrepreneurship in general is the way to go if you truly want to have any sort of freedom within the tech industry and be able to do some incredible things and meet some awesome people along the way. So we're super excited to be um, to share the journey with you guys and take us along, take you guys along for the ride. And, you know, we'll see where it kind of goes from here. I'm 100 percent with you there, Karen. Actually, speaking of cool things and exciting things to do, this podcast is one of them. Uh, so this podcast, as we said, is the fucking build podcast. We created this podcast to discuss startups, how they work, our experiences with them, as well as tech and entrepreneurship in general. And it really stemmed out of the conversations you and I had naturally yeah. almost every day and every, we thought, literally every day every day not uh, not just amongst ourselves but with people we met in our network you know people mm-hmm. who've worked at pretty well-known companies people who started their own businesses and we thought that there is this deluge of wisdom and knowledge and information that a lot of people aren't getting that we had to go find ourselves and we're still finding it yeah and we think we thought that creating a sort of platform to I guess navigate or I guess like, you know, condense this information in so people can get it themselves rather than having to do what we had to do and sort of piece it together. That was basically what drove that. That's what drove the uh, creation of this podcast. We wanted, we wanted to create something that just people can listen to and hear real hand experience, not just the fluffed up stuff you hear on books, but real hand, real world ex- uh, experience from people who work in startups, people who've made it, people who've failed, people who failed and made it and people who are working on it, who are grinding along as we speak, such as, me and you right on yeah i gotta agree with you um for as long as you and i have known each other and we've gotten to know a little bit about Mm -hmm. um each other's journeys uh i really have to agree with you in the context that we really have been fortunate enough to meet some incredible people hear some awesome stories hear a lot of you know awesome stories about people who have made it but probably a hundred times more stories of all the shit that had went wrong everything they struggle with every failure they've ever had and that knowledge has really imparted, you know, on you and I, and we've been able to apply that in our own lives, in our own endeavors. And I really think it's fair that, you know, we should pay it forward and, you know, give that to, you know, our listeners and their friends and family, if they find it valuable. Um, One thing that you guys will see as we go on with the podcast is a lot of the guests we're going to invite will not just be exclusive to tech. Um, we just have an awesome network of entrepreneurs, period, you know, beyond the tech sector, um, some of the service sector, some in finance and, you know, Alex, I'm sure you could name a million others that I'm forgetting. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I think my personal mantra was that every person you meet has something they can teach you. And Mm -hmm. I really only believe it's fair that if you have knowledge that can save someone some time and struggle, I think you should share it. Because Alex, as you and I know, we've gone through the ringer for the last several years. Yeah, right? we we have we have the scar the bat, the scar tissue to prove it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right. So, and we have been fortunate enough to where now all these are awesome network of people, plus the stuff that we've learned along the way. We feel like we're now in a position where, even though we're still figuring it out, if any of you guys decide to go down a similar path. You know, there's going to be something here for you. Right. Something that's going to save you some time, some struggle. And we're now at the point where if you're going through that, we're probably going to be able to tell you, look, we've been there. We know what's going, what the result is going to be if you keep going down that road and we want to help you. So we're super excited to see where this is going to go from here. Exactly. Because obviously everyone's journey is different. Every yes. endeavor is is unique unto itself. But the the footprints along the road are pretty similar. Oh, yeah. you know, first idea is, you know, there's like the chaos of it, the uh, the deadlines, the crunch time, the people problems as as you and I know as. Yeah, we, we yeah, unfortunately, we know, but as do a lot of people. And we want this to be a place that not only you can come to talk about it, but also just learn that you, you know, instead of just sit, you know, I guess how you can you say just hearing the motivation, which is great. Instead, listen to this and say, you know what, I'm going to go. Well, it's in the podcast name. Fucking build it. Yeah, I'm just going to go for it. Just go for it. I mean, right off the bat, if I could give any listener any piece of advice that, you know, you and I have probably picked up over the past year, um, I I would probably go on a limb and say you and I are perfectionists in the context of whenever we want to pursue something, we want to make sure we have it figured out before we even begin. Right. That's a mutual flaw you and I have. Right, right. And, of course, as, you know, the problem with that now is... I think a saying that you and I actually talked about last week was if you wait for every light to be green before you leave your house, you're never going to leave your house. Exactly. Now, with that being said, the knowledge that I would impart on any listener would be if you have an idea that you want to pursue, um, first off, it's incredible that you want to pursue it. There's there's so few people that actually have an idea that decide I'm actually going to go through with this. And for a lot of people, it just stays a pipe dream. So the piece of advice that I would impart on you would be learn as you go. Exactly. Don't don't try to learn it all before you start because there's always going to be some kind of a gap you can't fill in. Whether right, right. whether you end up filling that gap with experience or with a network, you're only going to do that, you know, realistically one of two ways. So while I still think anyone should have a general idea of how they're going to do something, by far one of the best ways to, you know, go about your endeavor would be just as it's in the podcast, they fucking build it, but just fucking start it. You know, <laughs> right, right. Just say I'm, exactly, I'm gonna exactly, go for yeah. this. I'm gonna go for this. I know I don't know everything, you know, right at the moment, but I'm gonna figure it out as I go. And I think it's gonna be that consistent grind that ultimately ends up leading to success in not just business, but any personal endeavor you want to do. Yeah, and going back to what you said about our flaw. Well, well let me just back flaw. up. Mutual flaw. Let me just back up and sec. Back up a second. Say. The only reason we found out this was a flaw was we we saw what repercussions uh, came from it. <laughs> you know, get, trying to get everything perfect, and that's when we've learned. Oh, that's yeah. how we learned. Okay, we can't. That could be a multi-part like series. This. Yeah, that, that's an episode. That's, that's <laughs> probably a fucking series of episodes unto itself. Uh, but to go off that point, you, you know, pe- people want to talk about the differences between working for someone and running your own operation, and obviously the differences are are practically infinite but there is one thing in which 
there is a similarity here. If you think about every tech job, like I, or at least for me, every tech job I apply to, whether it's a front-end developer position of some sort, they always have a list of skills that, you know, you don't really always have 100% of it no, checked off. Never, like you ever, might have, you know, ever. you know, if you're lucky, you might have 70%. If you're very lucky, 80%. And if you're, if you know what you're doing, maybe 40 or 50%. And the takeaway from that is a lot of what you do at these jobs, you learn at the job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a framework. I mean, let's think about it this way. You have a company that has a proprietary uh, tech stack. They made their own database, or they use they use their own design software, or their own uh, even t editor. How are you going to know that on the first day? You can't. You're, yeah, you can't. You if just you, can't. If you can't, they're going to probably ask you how the fuck you found that out. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, how did you find this out? Like, okay, then uh, get out. We're you know we're gonna have to call the authorities. But <laughs> but basically, it's it's like you ha you ha you learn they you have to figure these things out as you get in. You know, there are like pretty much every piece of tech I have used, whether it's a programming language, um, some prototyping tool. I learned it because there was something I had to do which required it. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give another example. You taught me Confluence. You didn't teach me to say, okay, Alex, let me sit you down. Uh, this is Confluence 101. You said, hey, uh, so we need to put our... our we need to get our, our uh, MVP plan, minimum, vi minimum viable product for you new guys listening. And I was like, okay, let's just get a Word document. It's like, oh, no, we need to put together stories. I'm like, what the fuck is a story? Yeah, I yeah. Just, and we learned Scrum along exactly. the way. Exactly, yeah, right? that, that's how we learned Scrum. We didn't sit in a class and learn Scrum. We had a project, and we learned Scrum, and we learned how to apply it to what we were working on. Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes it fun is because when you learn as you go, not only do you learn, but you also modify your intuition in the sense because you you put it through the gauntlet of having to meet deadlines of having to you know grind it out and when you're done you know like it's not like you like the this it's it's one of the things where the lecture is the test yeah like in class yeah. you you listen to the lecture then you study for the exam and the exam drills it in your head in this case it's you're learning and you're also taking a test at the same time and by the time you're done not only do you know it but your intuition has been uh, has been expanded. You mm. don't have to think about it anymore. You know, like I remember when I would when I would write code, I would freak out after you know like reading any anything that wasn't mine. Now I know, like I may not know exactly line for line what everything means, but I can scan through it and say, oh, okay, I know what they did here. I know what they did there. Mm -hmm. I can you know like I have some I'm at, at the very least a superficial idea of what's going on here because of all that I went through working in previous projects molded me into understanding that at a at, you know in in a snap of a finger and you can't learn that in a classroom no no no, no. yeah yeah like that it all goes kind of like back to theory if i could relate it to first i'll relate to like our project when we decided we wanted to use uh, agile scrum which is very good and well every company in the world uses that now right i remember when we first went about it we started reading the scrum guide which is a very good resource i'll just you know go out there and say it however it's all theory Right. This is all saying like this is a baseline of how things should be done. Right. And the problem with that is, is you can look at the theory and you can understand, okay, this is how it's supposed to go, but you're really not going to figure out this is how I properly implement Scrum in my workflow or my project until I actually do it. And likewise, speaking, you know, to myself now, when I decided I want to wanted to specialize in product management and make that my domain and 
you know, increase my skill set and career from there. Um, I went about it and said, my first, my first initial approach is, okay, I need to learn everything there is about product. I need to have the PMP certification. I need to go get an MBA from a top 10 school. And that's just not a solid approach. I realized that. And, you know, as going back to what we said earlier, I would never be ready. It's like, okay, if I go get a PMP certification, great. Now I got to work on my MBA profile, make sure my GPA is up to snuff, get into Stanford, get right, an MBA. But right. then what happens after that? I still probably wouldn't know jack about product, right? So how did I learn about product? I just went and did it. I did some projects, you know, people would invite me in and say, all right, look, I want to get X done, but mm -hmm. I have no technical background. I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, cool, let's sit down. Let's figure out what you're going to try to do. Let's work with the engineering team. Let's figure out what the end goal is supposed to be, why the customers want to use it, why this is valuable, how it makes sense for you, what budget makes sense. And that's really kind of how I did it. And what's crazy is, you know this, but I was doing product stuff for about four years and I didn't even realize it <laughs> until I ended up talking to um to Mike from PayPal. Right. And he's looking at my LinkedIn because I'm thinking, oh, there's a product position at PayPal I'm really interested in applying for. But I'm like, I don't have any quote unquote formal product experience. Right. And then he looks at it and he goes, dude, you've been p doing PM work for like the last four years. What the fuck are exactly. you doing, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And then I really had that revelation and as ridiculous as it sounds, you can get experience doing anything like that. So if you want to, let's say if you wanted to be a product designer, right? right? Or if you want to be a product manager or a front-end developer or a back-end yeah. developer, right? You know how you do it? Go out with your friends and just build something. Yeah, exactly. And, and say, fuck it. This is, this is going to be something small. We can build this in, I don't know, six months. Right, you right. Got, let's define some roles and say, all right, if you want to be a product designer and learn about UI and UX design, we could make Alex the UI designer. If I want to learn about PM... You know, I would take the opportunity then to make myself or elect myself as the product manager and just go about and learn it that way, right? There's yeah. no need to say, I'm going to wait until I get that internship or I get that job. If that is your end goal, that's fantastic. But you need to figure out what the gaps are going to be in between there. And a lot of the stuff you'll realize, it's you. I can do this right now. I could go buy a course on Udemy and learn the theory of product design or product management. And then I go could go take that in, work on an open source project, work with some friends, build, build something out on a YouTube tutorial, you know, and then write a really nice medium article explaining how I did it, right? Mm -hmm. There's tons of ways to go about it. Right. So if I would give the users any or the listeners any takeaway, it would be... You know that you kind of just got to go for it and say, I'm going to fuck up along the way. I'm going to learn. But if I don't do this, then I'm probably never actually going to go out and make the effort to learn it and do it. Right. And going back to what you said about, uh, well, because, you know, one of the things I think that, and this isn't sort of an, I don't want to get in a conversation about the flaws of modern I, academia, mm -hmm. but what it has done, and I don't just mean university. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the product of, I mean, you and I are product of the system too. Every, I think everyone everyone who's been alive for like the in past, some context, in some yeah. context. Yeah, we are a product of that. And we think subconsciously that in order to, I guess, enter whatever industry, like in your, you know, what we, if you want to be a PM or a product designer or what have you, we think we always need a certification. That is the first thing. I think when people are new to something is, Oh, what certification do I need? Like I had a friend who she wanted to be UX designer too. And her mindset was not projects. Her mindset was, oh, should I go to this Berkeley school or whatever, like whatever online certification program? And I'm just like in my head, I mean, because I had been through this. I had these same thoughts before myself. And it's you can't think that way. No, Sometimes you might no. need a certification. And certifications, yes. you know, they don't hurt. They, 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 they can Absolutely only help you. Not, no. But you have to look at it from a standpoint. Okay. The, 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 the way you need to look at it is you need to do something. So 
Yeah. Don't, do not think you need certification because those certifications essentially you, there's always going to be another certification you can get. There's always going to be some kind of degree or something else. And and again, nothing against them. When you need them, go get them. And the second thing is, once you get rid of that, there's another obstacle. I think that people. It's going to sound counterintuitive, but I, I think I think people should you know. For, I say this from experience. When you're new to this, do not worry about whether or not what you're making is original because original it is a learning opportunity exactly you know even even do something that's already been made if you're just trying to get your training wheels you know if you're trying to get your training wheels you know build like let's say you're a product designer okay can you build um a weather application or design a weather application can you design a clone of a popular social media platform right you know because it's like you know even though it's not as revel you know revolution it may not be revolutionary it may not you know, have any, you know, impact on the world or whatever the lingo is these days, you will learn about how to build a product. You learn about how to design for, uh, you know, first of all, like, you know, like from a product, product design standpoint, you'll learn about, okay, how do I prioritize information for users? How do I drive user engagement? Likewise, uh, from a PM uh, perspective, you learn how to manage deadlines, how to manage, manage people and like, yeah, you know, breaking the product down, assigning roles. Okay, Bob is a developer. Stacy, she's a designer. Clarissa's for the database, stuff like that. You know, you, you know, because like, I didn't know any of that. I thought, oh, Mm-mm. like, here's a no. project. Okay, tell me what you want. I'll come up with a mock-up. But when I worked with you as a PM, I learned, okay, we can't just go straight into that. We have to actually, like, I think the first half of like our current project, which we'll get to in another episode, for like a good three, four months, it was all just conversing, you, me, and the other people on our team, just chatting and writing shit down, well, at least typing shit down on a document. Mm-hmm. We didn't touch any code for like a good three to four months. Mm-hmm. And that's... Well, you could make an argument that has flaws in and of itself. It we'll, get, we'll get to that in another exactly. episode. Exactly. But that's something, again, you learn by doing. You know, when yeah. you take a programming class, you don't really... I mean, you might learn it on like a sort of surface level, but you don't actually learn it like... like I can tell you, every project I have started, whether it's a personal or professional one, if the first thing I do is open up Figma or open up VS Code, if that's the very first thing I do, it fails. Yep. It has 100%. always failed. That's either died very quickly or a slow, disgusting, painful death. Versus when I take a step back and actually think... What are we building and What why? are we building... Not just, you know, like, first of all, yeah, what are we building? Okay, what does that look like? Who are our users? What How are their will this pain function? Points? How will this function? What's our endpoint here? Like, wh- where do we go with this? Is this a one-and-done deal? Is there room for expansion? And when you, you know, I guess the best way to describe it is you want to see the aura of what you're building before you actually build it. I don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm getting that the right way, but you kind of like feel it, I guess on a subconscious level that I, I don't want to be all wax poetic here, but you kind of like, Oh, I see what we're doing here. Yeah. I see like you're, you're gaining an intuitive sense of what needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if I could add anything onto that, it's, I think it would be great for whatever idea or business you want to build. You have this grand vision of this is what it's going to look like down to what you even, what color you want your office tile to look like. Right. And it's, that, that's all good and well. Right. Right. And you know what, if I want, if I want to carry that example over to the current project we're working on, um, I would make an argument that I'm, oh, I was okay with spending that three or four months learning scrum, learning how to work with another, learning how to write user stories, 
um, and adopting all of that. But I think after you develop that grand vision and say, all right, we have our long-term end goal, so to speak, right? Now we need to sit down and say, how are we going to get to, what is our first iteration going to look like? And how are we going to get to that in the shortest amount of time possible while still maintaining a quality product that we end up building, right? And the fact of the matter is your first product or your first iteration probably just going to fucking suck. And that's something you just got to accept. Don't fall in love with your first MVP um, and just be willing to learn. If I could, if I could carry, if I give you this one piece of advice from this episode, it's that I really had to get comfortable with the idea of failing. When yeah. I went yeah. in, when I went into product and I started looking for roles, I would look on Google. I would mm-hmm. look at example resumes. I would look at projects that are PMs that build. I would look at case studies and I would think, okay, I got all this. This is awesome. And then I never got any callbacks for my interviews. Right. And it wasn't until I said, what the hell am I doing wrong? Right. That goes into my next point where I said, you know what? I got to be vulnerable and say, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I thought I did, you know? Right. And it was at that point where I finally said, I can't claim to be an expert in this. I mm-hmm. need to reach out to other PMs and see what I'm doing wrong. And you right. know what? Once I did that, as you know, the change was almost overnight. I was pointed out exactly. This is what you're doing wrong. Uh-huh. This is what you have to change. And the last and the second piece of advice I would give to that point would be if you also have the same end goal in mind, go out of your way to find other people who have done something similar or to that effect. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, it's in human nature to want to think you have information and wisdom to offer people. People, right, right. by nature, for the most part, yeah, I'm not pe- going to people say think the, the world revolves around them. On a, on a, on a, if if you really push it, people will think that, oh, I am the 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 source. I'm of one truth. of one. Yeah, I'm one of one exactly. And you know, you want to have confidence in what you're capable of. I mean, there is imposter syndrome, which I mean, again, it's a whole another conversation. Yeah, that's very rampant in this industry. Oh. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but but the thing also, going off what you were saying, is you have to really check your ego. Because when you are an entrepreneur... Ego's got to stay at the door exactly, for sure. Yeah, like you, you're running your own operation. And there is a sense of pride that comes with not only you're out there making a living, but you're you know to be an entrepreneur, to be a business person, is to make your own living on your terms. And then when it works out, it's tempting to think, oh, you got all the answers. You have to know how to check that out the door. You don't have all the answers because a lot of people have failed. I have failed many times. I mean, we, we both have. Yeah. yeah, we both have. And it is a humbling experience to know that you don't know everything. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because if everyone, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, I'm a designer. I don't know any, like, I'm not saying I don't know anything about product management, but I don't know enough to get paid for it. Let's put it that way. Right. But I know people who do know product management, such as yourself. We know people who are developers. We know people who are marketers, and that's their skill. You should seek out if someone can do it. You know, you should seek out people who can do what you need to be, what you need done better than you. And for the most part, those people, at least in my experience, will be willing to take take their time out of their day, yeah. to speak with you. Granted, yeah, there's exactly. going to be that one person out of ten, out of fifty, out of a hundred that's either just going to blow you off, ghost you, or whatever. But that's right. part of the that's part of the game. If we're yeah. being honest, right? And, and you're actually playing to that. Um, you're playing to that disadvantage of the ego, but you're playing it as an advantage in that, oh, you're seeking out someone. Yeah. That person thinks, because, you know, again, people like to feel like they, they, they can impart wisdom on others. Of course. And, yeah. of course, you can replace wisdom with, oh, they can contribute to a business. And you're taking what could be a disadvantage. Because in my view, every strength and weakness is connected. 
in an individual. I agree. You're taking that disadvantage and you're making it an advantage. Okay. Oh, I, like, okay, let, let, let's kind of use myself as an example. Let's say I worked as a product man- product designer rather for PayPal for like 15 years. Right. And there's a startup. The guy is a software engineer. He comes to me and says, hey, we need a designer. And I looked at your portfolio. You have amazing stuff. In my head, I'm going to think, oh, I can con- I can teach these young whippersnappers about design and right. product, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And yes, that that's an ego thing, but also it's an advantage for the organization. They have some. They know that I have what they need, but I also know that I would be going to a place where my skills are highly valued, where my opinions are valued, because I they need a designer. I'm a designer. You're, you're you know people want to, like you said people want to feel like they can impart wisdom on others. Yeah, yeah. And what I would say to that point is, if you guys are going to impart embark on that journey and want to talk to people that are in positions of influence and have knowledge that you are seeking out one of the best things i could probably tell you is seek to build a genuine relationship with them don't just cold message them on linkedin and say hey alex give me a job that's never gonna, that's <laughs> yeah, never gonna yeah. work i'll tell oh, you no, right no, no 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 been, yeah, been there yeah, done yeah. that ask me how yeah, i know yeah. oh um, i'm in there <laughs> i think humility goes a long way in business yeah, and life yeah. in general so i think if you approach these people and have a genuine reason to want to talk to them. And I think it almost always has to be very specific, right? Right. right. If you come to them and say, hi, Alex, you know, I'll use your example as say, I recently found out a startup. We're in FinTech. I noticed you've been at PayPal for 15 years. You worked on Venmo. Quick disclaimer. I have never worked at PayPal. I did not work at PayPal for 15 years. I've never worked at PayPal. I just want to get that out of there. In case you guys are just... You know, scrubbing through this episode. We know a couple yeah. people that have worked at PayPal. Yeah, we know. We are not those people, yeah, but we if, know a couple people. Yeah, if they li- if they listen to this, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are these guys talking?" Yeah, about? Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember these two fucks here. Literally, know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, now on. to that, I think you should always go out and try to seek seek to build genuine relationships with them because that's actually what's going to further your career, right? right? If you're looking for a quick one and done, give me a referral to X company or tell me how to do X, Y, and Z. I think you, more than likely you may be able to get that info or you may be able to get that referral. But if you ever want to go back to that person, you're probably not going to be able to do so. So go out of your way. Learn to genuinely connect with people. Be right. genuinely interested in other people's interests and values. And I think that's how you're going to build up an amazing network over time. And as you as I, as, as, and as, as you and I know, once you build up that network, life just gets a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. Um, you know, the people you network with, yes, I mean, okay, everyone's, let's let's be honest here. You have an end goal with the person you network with. You want to get of a course, job. You're trying to get funding or whatever have you. But you also need to realize that these are, in effect, people you're working with. And people, when they're deciding who they want to work with, now that could mean a company is looking to fill a position, when they're deciding who they want to work with, they're deciding who they want to hire in that context. Mm-hmm. But in a broad sense, when you are trying to reach out to someone, you are going to be working with them. Yeah. And they know that. And so how you come across tells them what kind of person they could expect to be working with if they choose to work with you. So you need to look at it from their perspective. When they read your message or receive your call or when they meet you, Whatever the first, whatever the first contact, uh, however the first contact ma- uh, manifests itself, 
they're going to ask themselves, is this somebody I want to show up to work with? Yep. Is this someone I want to go to the office with? Because they might be very talented at whatever it is they do, software engineering, product design, product management, you know, front end development, whatever. But if they're just a dick, look. That relationship's never going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. Because when push comes to shove, the skill set obviously matters, but you're all, but what also is going to matter is the personality. You, know, you could have the best developer, the best designer, but if they're a total piece of shit. Oh, we have stories. About oh, yeah, we do have sure. stories about that. But if they're a total piece of shit, I mean, you're not going to, you know, you're just not going to want to mess you're with, not them, mess with them, them at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want you're not. Yeah, but if you can, if you get along well with someone and things get hard, okay, you can count on that person to keep you afloat. And you can count on yourself to say, you know what? I like working with this guy. I'm going to stick through this. Exactly. Versus if you exactly. don't, it's just super easy to throw your hands yeah. up and say, fuck this, yeah, man. I'm not dealing this with this. This shit is hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, let, let me give you guys a story that's very recent. Very, very recent. So this podcast, not not to get kind of recursive, or I guess recursive, but this podcast is one of our endeavors in addition to our startups. And we came up with this podcast in February of this year. So about eight months ago, we bought the domain in February, in February. It really wasn't until August, like late August, that we actually decided to go beyond just that and actually buy our equipment. And today we decided to finally record our first episode. We were ready to go. We had all the equipment, <laughs> and holy fuck, we messed up because this is being filmed in our office, and we had to like you know find okay we we need to get a splitter for our mics because we don't know shit we don't know shit about audio we're again we're learning this we're learning this yeah we Just had like, a friend set this up for yeah. us but he's gone into Massachusetts he's in Massachusetts so so we he, can't even he call left out one right little now. detail and so we found out we needed a splitter and dude we messed up our office like. I was if you guys say, could look at if this you guys right wish now. Could, I, I was going to say I wish we had a camera, but I'm, maybe I'm happy we don't. Yep. Yeah, but we messed up our office, and we ended up having to just go, to, go to Best Buy. And, dude, that was the most angry trip to Best Buy we ever had. We weren't talking to each other. What We acted like two people, like a couple who was mad at one another. We weren't mad at each other. We were mad at the, the circumstances. The circumstances. But guess what? We stuck it out. Yeah. That's going to happen. But And the reason we pulled through was, I mean, it seems pretty minuscule, but let's let's look at it as like as like an instance of a, of a bigger thing here karen deep and i you and i are friends yeah we get along yep we've been through a lot of things together you don't have to be best friends with the person necessarily but you want to feel like this is someone you can work with you have a good you know yeah they have a good uh character yeah sometimes we don't see eye to eye but that's part of the relationship exactly right? and we both saw this as okay we are we need to fix a situation not yeah how do i get out of this or how do i fi- how do yeah. i get myself uh, over this no this was a we thing and guess what we're here here we are we're recording yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean i think when we actually sat down in august we finally just you know at that sit down looked at each other looked at each other and said are we actually going to do this it's yeah. been like eight months and nothing yeah. came we have a it, domain right? but we didn't have a fucking web yeah we didn't have anything and <laughs> yeah. then and then it was crazy we built the website i think in an hour got it live right and then finally, we just said, you know what? This equipment's going to cost money. We always ended up finding an excuse to put it off until finally we said to our friend Johnson, shout out, shout out Johnson if you're listening. Um, we finally told him, you need to hold us accountable and say, if we tell you we're going to buy this equipment on September 21st, 
you need to annoy us and make sure that we get to your house and pay you for this <laughs> right. and actually get it because we know deep down that if we don't do this, we're never going to. And you know what? We pulled through, we bit the bullet and said, you know what? This is a real thing. We're going to do it and we're super proud of it. And with that said, we're very excited to share the journey with you guys from here on out. We got some awesome stories from you guys, not just, or for you guys, not just from us, but from some incredible guests we're about to have on. And let's just see where it goes from here. It's going to be a fun ride, and we hope to take a lot of you along for it with us. Absolutely. Welcome to the fucking Billet Podcast. This was our first episode, and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Have a good night, everyone. Take care, everyone.